So, this is Jeff. <laughs> this is Brett. <laughs> We're just two dudes talking about Star Wars on the Skywalk. Welcome back to the Skywalk, people. It's been a long time. We know that we have had an extended absence, and uh, we're, we're really sorry about that. That's true. But as Whitney Houston said, And I, I <laughs> will always love Star Wars. Yes. Je- thank you, Jeffrey. That is the theme of today's show. <laughs> okay. Uh, we still we still love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about what has happened since we last graced the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Um, the the massive disagreement among the fandom over the last Jedi, but we're not going to talk about that. I mean, we're we're going to mention it, but we're going to move on from it because okay. this is about healing, right, Jeffrey? Exactly. Uh, we're going to talk about the things that we can agree on uh, about where Star Wars is at now, where things are going, what we've already gotten. I'm going to start a rumor today, Jeff. I, I really want to start okay, a rumor. Okay. We're going to start a Gareth Edwards rumor. Uh-oh. And then we're going to break down some of the int- uh, most recent news items that we have skipped over for the last month and a half or so, including the new Han Solo trailer, Han Solo toys. I did see that. All this stuff's going on, man. It is a good time. Although very low-key. Low-key. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. I, and I don't necessarily know why. Like, yeah. uh, to me, that's a mystery. This is what I want to talk about. Okay. In part. But I also want to talk about the worst case scenario for the solo movie because I don't think it's as bad really? as we might be letting ourselves think. So, Jeff, uh, the last time we were together, <laughs> uh, actually, the last time we were together on the podcast was before the, before release, the release of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, we watched the movie that night. I want to tell you, Jeff, that day I was incredibly anxious all yes. day. I mean, not even in a good way. Uh, by the time we were getting ready to leave, some of the people we were going with met at my house, and then we met more people at the theater. It was a full-on Star Wars party. Full-on Star Wars party, man. Wow. Took my own advice, our own advice from the podcast. Had a little drink beforehand. I should do, I should do that next you time. You have to, Jeff. Wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Why didn't I think of this earlier? I'm telling you, man. You got to loosen what up. What time was it at, anyway? Uh, was it we, 8? We saw the movie at 7.15, I believe. Oh, that's why. Yeah, so, I, t- I tend not to drink before 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, it, sometimes I you can break, make an exception. Sometimes you got to break the rules, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that really did relax me, and huh. I think I probably enjoyed the movie as much, if not more, than most of the people that we went with. See, I'm already excited about this. Yeah, I need to see the Last Jedi buzzed. The Last Jedi what? Oh, buzzed. Yes. I'm sorry, I thought you said bust. Oh no no tipsy. Yeah, Am I using yeah, the wrong yeah. word? Yeah. No, I need that, to get with it. Buzzed. Buzzed is right. Do people still use that word? You need to take the edge off. You really need to. I mean, the, the anticipation, we get ourselves tied in knots yeah, yeah, emotionally. Yeah. That's true. The anxiety. The building anticipation before mm-hmm. the release of a new Star Wars, the especially an episodic movie. Yeah. I mean, when we saw Rogue One, it wasn't like this. My midichlorians were tingling. <laughs> I don't want to know anything else about that. All right, Jeff. keep going. Uh, what? So, but, so, obviously, the fandom, mm-hmm. as we know, mm-hmm. we're not going to get into this, but the fandom was split. Much like the blue lightsaber was split in half in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Very much so. And the entire First Order fleet. Yes, it was. Um, I, I, uh, caveat, a little aside here, Jeff. Mm. I think we received the dumbest comment that I have ever read on our Facebook page wow. during this fandom backlash and division of it's the a good fandom. thing we have more than one social media Incredibly channel. dumb. Look it up, people. Okay. But what can we agree on? 
as a Star Wars fandom. That's what we want to talk about today, people, because, Jeff, it's a great time to be alive. Here's what here's why I say that. The other day, I was sick. I stayed home. And, of course, as one does on a sick day, I so. watched uh, Rogue One. Nice. And then The Force Awakens. Nice. Back to back. Okay. And what struck me is that I'm just so happy that we have so much variety now. So, again, there are differing opinions on The Last Jedi, obviously, very different opinions. But I love the fact that we now have three Star Wars movies. They're all very different from each other. Not all of them do everything you want, but I feel like I'm more forgiving than Mm -hmm. I was a couple years ago when all we had was The Force Awakens. And I think that goes back to something that there was something that we talked about on the podcast before The Force Awakens came out, which was we encouraged people not to expect it to be everything you always wanted from a Star Wars movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's only one movie. It's true. like two hours and 18 minutes long, and it can't be everything that you always imagined in the time between The Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. It just can't. And I think that, uh, you know, now that, you know, The Force Awakens came out and there were some criticisms. It wasn't everything everybody wanted. Then Rogue One came out. It was out. a good jumping off point. It was though. a good jumping off point. Yeah. That's how we see it now, right? Because now we can say, oh, well, you know what? I didn't get that from The Force Awakens, but I got it from Rogue One. Or I didn't get it from Rogue One, but I got it from The Last Jedi. And I think, man, it's a good time to be alive. Especially when I compare it to when I watched the prequels. Yeah. See, when the prequels came out, we had nothing else. Right. And so you always felt like, okay, when I'm going to go see the prequels, this is all I have. Right. And so when people were invested that much, yep. and then they see Jar Jar, they flip out. Yeah. Right. But now, aren't you more forgiving when you go back and watch it now? I'm definitely more forgiving now. Yep. And part of that is I have options. Right. Now we have, mm-hmm. you know, Rogue One. Yep. Now we have Solo. Now we have Last Jedi. Now we have Force Awakens. We have so many options now. There's there's even new comics. Yeah. yeah. There's new books. Yeah. There's new toys, man. Yeah. So it's like, you know. You know, like when I watch Force Awakens, man, the chemistry between the cast in that movie is just incredible. It's off the charts. And the thing I realized about it, 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 there's a whole section in the middle of the movie that is just like we're back with Han again. He's changed, but of course he has. You know, it's been 30 years. The chemistry between the cast, I mean, at that point, they're really better personalities than they are characters. Uh, but the personalities play together so well, and it's just so good. But what it didn't have for me was some of the, um, I think, James Cameron criticized it for not being as visually inventive or imaginative. Okay. And I kind of agreed with that, right? But then you get Rogue One, mm-hmm. which is very which visually is like, inventive. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. The so, scope yeah. and the scale <laughs> yeah. of that movie, it's huge. And it's like, that's everything I ever wanted visually yep. from a Star Wars movie in a lot of ways. And it does have uh, practical effects. Mm-hmm. It has actual sets and locations. Um, but, you know, it's kind of missing some of the chemistry. It's got a cool cast, yeah. but they don't have that kind of snappy. Uh, I do like, you know what, though? I, I've seen it a few times now, yeah. and I do like, um, I forgot his name now, but the the guy who, um, oh, man, you're going to have to edit this Ca- now. Cassian? No, we'll leave it no, in. No, the, Jeff, Jeff, this is know, a, this he, is a The guy in the white suit. Long-form episode, no okay. edits. Krennic. Krennic. Yeah. He's completely invested. Yep. Like, he, oh, yeah. he, he went 100%. Yep. So it was like, no, this is my toy. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, he actually throws the tantrums. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he, he, he truly considers the other guy, again, still blanking. Grand Moff Target? Nope. The, the one who betrays him. Oh, um, Galen Erso. Yeah, Galen Erso. Yeah, yeah. He actually, 
he actually considers him his friend. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, so it's there's a whole dynamic there, right? Which you know doesn't fully play out, but it, at least you get an uh, an insight to that window. Yes. So yep. the point is that there's many options. Yeah, many you know, options. I, I love the fact that you can, you know, some people like Rogue One, some people like Last Jedi, some people like Force Awakens, yep. some people like all three. I've yeah. yet to meet that person, <laughs> but again, <laughs> they, they could Jeff. all be out there. I kind of feel like Rogue One is the only one that nobody really hates. Like, I, I have not ever heard hate for Rogue One. I've really? heard people say, eh, it's not that great. Like, and that's my thing, right, is they all have their kind of redeeming qualities, even mm-hmm. the prequels. I mean, you know, I like to sit there with Phantom Menace. <laughs> you could probably keep it on mute, although the score is really good. And it, well, anyway, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so speaking of the grandiosity that is Rogue One, um, okay. we've, we've, uh, we've talked about it before. I'm sure most fans of Star Wars know the whole saga to some degree, that Gareth Edwards was the director of Rogue One. He started making the movie, and at some point later on in the process, they kind of pushed him aside, and they brought in uh, a writer to do some rewriting and some reshoots, and and substantial reshoots. Substantial. Yeah, that's a fact, right? So do you still give him credit? Yeah, I still give him a lot of credit, and here's why. When, when, when we saw Rogue One... Like I said, with Force Awakens, I felt like, man, this this kind of feels it, it is throwbacky, okay. and it doesn't have that scale. And I had always hoped that you know now with everything they can do now, and, and even in the original trilogy, each movie feels bigger than the previous movie. Okay. The the universe, the galaxy feels bigger. The 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 scenery, everything about it feels a little bit more grand. And when you, and and that's what we got with Rogue One. It was finally like, oh, okay, this is how I expect a Star Wars movie to look now. I see. With everything that can be done now. And and so that kind of scale and, and uh, grandeur of Rogue One, I thought, okay, the, you know, the visual team behind these movies, they kind of shook the rust off with Force Awakens, and now they're really starting to hit their stride. Mm-hmm. And this is what we can expect going forward. And they received some, free, some freedom to some do that. Some freedom. You know, now things, you know, now the machine is really running, yep. okay? It's warmed up and it's running. And this is the same people, though. I thought that was going to be it going forward. Ah, I think to some extent. Well, here's the thing. So I think that, as it turns out, it's not so much a Lucasfilm thing as it was a Gareth Edwards thing. Um, because, you know, oh. The Last Jedi, and you know uh, I like the, the Last Jedi, but I, I don't think it built on that. I think it still feels, in a lot of ways, smaller in scope and scale okay. than something like Rogue One. And then if you, and if you go back, if you look at Gareth Edwards' other work, his other movies, if you look at Godzilla, yeah. he brings that sense of scale where everything just feels enormous. Things well, feel huge. Like an example of that is um, Snoke's ship. I didn't yeah. feel like it was massive. Right. Even though it was. And it was. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. So. And I think if you, still, like, if you put somebody like Gareth Edwards behind that. Or oh, the Dreadnought. He frames mm-hmm. it in such a way that you get a better sense of that, that scale. Mm-hmm. So anyway... This is all just a long way of saying I really hope that Gareth Edwards can get back and work on Star Wars again in the future. Because I think he did so many good things. You know, maybe his character work is not the greatest. He obviously doesn't have, you know. Good every, acting, though. Everybody has their strength. Yeah, the acting was good because they're good actors. No, no, him himself. Oh, him? Oh, yeah. And he's in. Okay, so, Jeff, this, so this is part of why mm-hmm. I'm starting this rumor that Gareth Edwards is back in the stable and will be working on Star Wars again. Mainly okay. because I just hope that to be the case. But by all accounts, 
and everybody kind of felt like, yeah, this is just publicity, and you know, they, they tried to make it sound like everything was smooth. Yeah, sure, we kind of moved Gareth Edwards off of this movie, but everybody was cool with it. It was a mutual understanding. We're all fine here. Thank you. How are you? But people don't believe that. <laughs> These aren't the droids you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, we're like, wow, that's just PR. They're just making sure they don't look bad. Mm. But it, I'm starting to believe that that's actually true, in part because he does have a cameo in The Last Jedi. Yep. And that had to happen well after he was brushed aside from Rogue One. And another thing. So uh, I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought, well, let's go to IMDb and see what Ga- old okay, Gareth is working on now. Yeah. Right? Does he have any projects lined up? Nothing. I could Zero. not find, according to our good friend Google... Not even a television show. Okay. The one thing that's going on... Okay. Uh, so one of his earlier movies was called Monster. And that's the movie that kind of... Uh, well, well, according to Kathleen Kennedy of Lucasfilm, that's the movie that sold them on Gareth Edwards and got him Rogue One. Uh, okay. So this series, but this movie Monster, is now being adapted for TV. But the interesting part, Jeffrey... Okay. ...is that this article that I read... So they said... Gareth Edwards' monster is now being adapted for television. Yeah. But guess what? He's not the showrunner. He's not the writer. He's not the director. And the article even said, we don't know what's left for him to do on this. He's involved in some way, but apparently it's pretty minor. Is he getting paid? Presumably. Uh, I'm sure he is. Right. I'm sure he is. But presumably he's just maybe sort of a consultant. Mm. Sort of the guy, c- kind of like we've said about George Lucas. He's like, yeah, that would happen in this world that I created. Which is a sweet maybe, deal. Maybe that wouldn't. Oh, yeah, it's a sweet deal. But again, what's he doing? Mm. Now, is there? would you say that there is a faction of fans who are just like Rogue One fanatics? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we had um, our good friend Ellie um, is one of those people who says, I really want to see life beyond the Jedi Order. Okay. I want to just see the normal people in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Not my feeling, but um, there's a lot of people in that boat. And mm-hmm. I think those those people really, really love Rogue One. It's the troops so, on the ground, yeah. quite quite literally. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people wanted to see. So who knows? Hopefully our, our boy Gareth is back. I and hope so. Any of our listeners don't know who he is in The Last Jedi. He's the guy uh, when they're uh, toward the end of the movie, when they're on the huh. planet, Crate. Salt. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's the guy he's next the guy to him. He's the guy next to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're next to the salt guy. <laughs> Is that a bad sign? He's not even the guy that got one line. He's the guy next to him. <laughs> well, he does He does get to shrug, though, right? I mean, like. I think his eyebrow shrugs. He's like, hmm. He's just like, hmm, yeah, good for you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had salt before. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, more topical stuff, Jeff. Tequila. Solo. All right, so here's what I want to say about this Han Solo Who movie. Is definitely an alcoholic. Han? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No doubt sure. about it. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Well, Harrison Ford in real life. It's not alcohol. <laughs> it's not alcohol. You're getting so? him buzzed, Jeff. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Southern <laughs> <laughs> stuff there. Oh no. Um, but the. Uh, I think the, you just broke the glass on something. Uh, I'm worried. It's, it's pretty well known you, at this point. You got point. me. You got uh, me nervous. I, I was listening to some other Star Wars podcast recently, and they were just talking about Harrison Ford showing up lit. To interviews and really, yeah. Like, it's, it's are kinda, we talking like state of Colorado or like? Yeah, man. Oh yeah, pretty goodness. much. I think Did it's kind of know I, that. I think it's kind of like a unwritten rule in the entertainment industry. Like, oh, oh if dude shows up high to the interview, just don't say anything about it. Just, just let it go. But sometimes you can tell. So <laughs> the the solo movie, obviously, they have really dragged their feet with yes, marketing this movie. Yeah. They just released the trailer during the Super Bowl, which we certainly don't want to talk about. Uh, but they <clears throat> they released the trailer, the Super Bowl. I don't want to talk about oh, it. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, we can talk about it. It was painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awful. It. Nope. 
But you know what? We can move on. That trailer did make my night, I will say. Uh, So they released like a shortened version, sort of a teaser for the teaser during the Super Bowl. Then the next day was like the full, full uh, almost two-minute trailer, I believe, right? I saw it, and I'll just say that if you watch the trailer without people speaking, it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So if if you're just listening to the music of the trailer and the visual of the trailer, that – that trailer's off the hook. Man. Yep, yep. And I th- and so that's the thing, Jeff, is that I think a lot of people are worried about it. Mm-hmm. And they're, one of their biggest concerns has been a lot of Hollywood gossip about, oh, this actor, he's not that good. They needed to get him an acting coach. They weren't delivering the lines right. The production of the movie was a mess, whatever. And I think a little bit of that, what we see in the trailer, is a little worrisome in terms of the dialogue. Yep. The um, dialogue. That's the word. It's the dialogue. Okay. So by all accounts, the script is supposed to be great. Mm-hmm. It was written by Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and co-wrote The Force Awakens. Okay. I always assume he wrote the Han parts, okay. which are probably some of the better parts. Um, so Clearly, I know nothing about video production. So he should know, you know, it should be a good script. Okay. It's really the delivery and the acting that I think people are most worried about. Very worried. Yeah. Now, this is why, Jeff, I want to talk about what is the worst case scenario, though, for this movie. So if we have any kind of uh, point of reference, uh, the production of this, firing the director, bringing in a completely new director, reshooting a ton of the movie, one thing we could compare it to is Justice League, right? But now with Justice League, it was a Zack Snyder movie. So it was already, you already started off on the worst foot, right? And then he gets bumped along, and Joss Whedon comes in, but the movie was still pretty much... But I'm not sure that compares because it's... I mean, Han Solo is like a standalone project. Yeah, yeah, right? that's true. Justice League, like, you know what I mean? The, like, it's supposed to be the the sequel. The sequel to a sequel, and... Sequel to a sequel. Both there sequels. We go. <clears throat> but, the, yeah. but the one before it was a mess. Right. So the expectations weren't that great. My point is, okay. the Han Solo movie has a lot more going for it yep. than the Justice League movie did. Because you have, fan base. you have the Lawrence Kasdan script, mm-hmm. which should be good. And, and, and what's the worst case scenario? To me, I, I think about what we were talking about earlier. Even the prequels, we're all a little bit more forgiving of now. People watch, I watch the prequels just because they're nice to look at. Mm-hmm. So worst case scenario, um, maybe we get a beautiful, terribly acted prequel-esque movie out of Han Solo. Yeah. I'll take that. But that's why Justice League was such a disappointment. Because people had big time expectations for that man. Yeah, I can't understand that. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, speaking of solo, there was a little news uh, nugget. <sighs> man, I gotta cut that. Right. Um, speaking of solo, uh, some news broke that John Favreau is voicing a character in the Interesting. movie. I like him. Yeah. So okay. the really important part there is when will he get to direct a Star Wars movie? I'm thinking. Uh, so currently he's working on the Lion King so live Marvel, action. So Marvel cross-pollination there? Oh, totally. Okay. Well, he went from Marvel to Disney's The Lion King. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but that's a big deal, yeah, right? Yeah. And now, you know, will he end up in Star Wars? Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that at some point John Favreau will be directing a Star Wars movie. But. Which is funny because every time I hear his name, I think Happy Hogan. Yeah, but me too. On. Me too. But he's <laughs> I can, obviously I can't he's a, like divorce him from that. He's a talented <laughs> director, man. Yeah. Um, but he's also a white male, 
and I think Disney would be very wise to hold off on that one. Yeah. It, and, you know, I, f- I feel like this, I hate to bring, you know, social, yeah, yeah, yeah. cultural Sorry, topics into bring this, in. but, you know, I feel like there's this period where they're waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah. on more accusations. Oh. So it's like, you know, it's like, oh. you know, let's just let's just hold off for a little while. Yeah. And, you know, what? You know let's just figure out yeah, exactly. if they're clean or not. Yeah. And then we'll put them back in. <laughs> you, you know what my feeling is on this, Jeff? Okay. This is what I've said. Uh, I, I think that if, I, if I'm if i Kathleen Kennedy mm-hmm. or anybody in that industry, no. I am making everybody sign a waiver, <laughs> right? Like, listen, you are hereby stating that you will not be accused, that you have done no such exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. And you list some of the stuff that's gone on. Or you will be, be replaced immediately. Jeff, I can't even watch, like, these late-night comedy talk I'm shows. Done. Because I'm <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how much they're dumping on the guilty people. Yeah. They could be guilty people. Th- yes. Until you come out I'm and saying. say, guys. I'm telling you, I promise you, I have never done any of this stuff. It's not going to come out a month from now, a year from now, or ever, because right. I haven't done it. Check that box, sign your name next to memoir. it, and date it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't hire any of these people. Sign, seal, delivered. Right, unless I can get that. And, yeah, you got to go into a legal agreement. It's like a prenup on your movie <laughs> that's like, all right, if, if it comes out and if you're proven high guilty. High five, man. <laughs> Okay. Man, you got $2 billion riding on a Star Wars movie, right? Don't mess it up. Just so it's like, look, it if this comes out that you did this and we're going to face this backlash, you're paying us back everything, every dime Thank we you. gave you and they should have to pay damages. Yeah. Additional, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you pay this director, let's say you pay this, let's say you get the best director. I don't know what they make. Maybe they make $25 million for a movie, maybe even more. I don't know. Probably more. Yeah. But you're going to, how much are you going to lose? You Billions. know? And if a Star Wars movie can make, at this point, up to $2 billion, if it's really good, mm-hmm. you know, you're losing a lot more than just what you paid this guy to direct your movie. Um, or if or if you're an actor, because now, you know, this big thing is like thing. Yeah, Cosby yeah. and other people. It's like, oh, well, do we even want to watch that show anymore? Knowing what that guy did, even though this is, you know, and this is that show. Anything ever, they ever touched. Right. Everything they touched. And there is this debate. And I don't know the answer to this. And I don't think anybody's really figured it out because, mm. you know, it's really a subjective thing. But do you separate the art from the artist? You know, if this person did a horrible thing, but this thing is unrelated. And the Weinstein thing is even more interesting because there's a lot of stuff that all it really has is his name on it. Right. He's not in it. He didn't direct it. He didn't write it. Nope. Right. So he's just the money guy. He that didn't maybe, create it. Maybe shepherded you know? the process a little bit and also did some insidious things, you know, but but it, but it's not really his creative work. Right. So, you know, there, there's so much gray area. But yeah, man. Oh, man I would, the, the point is, like, yeah. it's 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 not like it's not a factor. The point so. is, I'm the white guy on this podcast, and I'm saying Disney, please do not <laughs> just stop hiring white guys. <laughs> you know, just just flip the tables a little bit. Oh, by the way, Jeff, mm. uh, <laughs> please add this writer to your contract. I read this news article, heavy, heavy air quotes on right. news. Yep. Okay. When Black Panther comes out and makes fifty bajillion dollars, I don't want to see a headline that says they want Ryan Coogler to make another one. Like we no kidding, <laughs> right? It's the same thing with Wonder Woman. Duh. It's like uh, news. DC wants Patty Jenkins back for Wonder Woman too. No kidding. Really? Come on, man. I'm surprised. Come on, set the bar a little higher on what you call news. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Actual news, Jeff. Okay, it's moving kinda, on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's a couple weeks old. Lucasfilm again <laughs> announced two more white guys being hired to work on Star Wars. It would be the uh, showrunners of Game of Thrones, 
Um, this is a good segue, by the way. I'm glad we did this. Okay, all right, go ahead. <laughs> that was totally organic. Yeah. Totally organic. Uh, hire those guys to make a new trilogy. So it's Game not related Thrones. to the episodes. Uh, you know, episodes one through nope, it's nine. completely separate. It's not related to the Ryan Johnson trilogy, mm-hmm. the other white guy trilogy that yeah. we know is coming at some point. Which might fulfill one of my predictions that I made uh, a long, long time ago. I had a ago. feeling this was coming back, Jeff. <laughs> is this the rated R Star Wars movie yep. thing? Yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I braced myself. Yeah. I know it's Disney. It could but happen. if you're bringing these two dudes in, yeah. like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, clearly there's a whole lot of Game of Thrones fans. It's been very successful. Are Game of Thrones fans automatically Star Wars fans? No. Oh, well, it helps, though. I think it it's going to bring over a lot of people. Anybody who wasn't – our good friend Alan, who we've had on the podcast, yeah. um, who had never watched Star Wars for his entire life. He's a super maniacal Game of Thrones fan. Really? Um, he okay. we, we finally got him to watch the movies. But we I did. think if, if this had happened five years ago, he would have already watched them. Uh, I think that would have got okay. him on board a lot quicker, okay. right? All right. Um, Interesting. It was also announced around the same time, yes. maybe the same exact time, that there are new shows. Yes. Plural. Live action. Live action. I'm, I'm still waiting for this, man. In this development. is my thing. Yeah. Well, so we talked about a while ago when Disney announced that they would start their own streaming service to compete with Netflix and Hulu and the Amazon. The empire and gets bigger. The empire's getting bigger. Um, so you could kind of see this coming. Uh, and they did confirm that there are multiple shows in development. Now, Jeff, I'd be shocked if there were were not a more diverse stable of creative people involved in this. So I think you're going to get non-white people and, think so. and non-male people involved. Yeah, because, I mean, like, seriously, if they don't, it's like you've got two whole trilogies going on, an episode nine going on. A current animated show. You probably have new animated shows coming and live action shows. And none of them. If those are all are white directed. males, man, Ooh. you just just go home. <laughs> just take your ball, <laughs> take your ball and go home, man. <laughs> and not you know, yeah. and even okay, even if, if it has to make business sense to them, which I think they get it. And I really do think they get it, despite okay. all of their failings up till now in this regard. Right, but here's my thing: Does Kathleen Kennedy being at the top just make it okay? No. Okay. I mean, plus, I mean, and she's white, right? So, yeah, she's a woman, but, yeah, she's white. Uh, There was a meme going around (laughs) online that was like, oh, here are the four female protagonists of Star Wars, and they're all white women. It was Princess Leia. It was uh, Padme, Jyn Erso, and Rey. And I said that before in our podcast. I asked one time, why is Jyn white? Right? Because you already had Rey. That's a good question. That was your third white female lead, and now you got another one. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <clears throat> so I, I would be shocked if if these new TV shows and these new trilogies, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, if, if they didn't feature a more diverse cast and diverse creative talent, writing, directing, producing. Or do they just go completely the alien route? You know, Jeff, we're all about admitting things here on the, right. on the Skywalk. Okay. This is one of my own failings, okay, <clears throat> as a white male. I have long complained that there <laughs> were not enough time. There, there were not enough aliens in the cast of Star Wars, like like main characters. Main characters. Right? Cuz you got Chewie, but nobody understands him. Yep. Right. So he's not even apparently he's not even worth subtitling. You know, <laughs> so I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. How come nobody subtitles his stuff? Right. Isn't that an accessibility issue? It sure is. 
uh, Greedo is subtitled. And that's the type of thing. I would love to see a Rodian or, or whatever other race, a Twi'lek. Yeah. Uh, I think, I guess you had some more of that in the prequels. But I shouldn't be concerned about that when we don't even have... Um, we don't even have any other races outside of white being featured as the lead. I mean, we got Finn, which is great, and we got Rose, which is great. So that's a step in the right direction. Uh, but great, but clearly but we so could great. see more of that. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Plus, they shouldn't immediately die either. So, you know, <laughs> that's the Finn. only thing. I couldn't help but notice. Uh, watching Rogue One, there's yeah. an Asian dude piloting one of the see ships. Ya. And as soon as you see him, he's gone. He's gone. Gone. I know, man. Like, they just they can't help themselves. <laughs> um, All right. Jeff, the last thing I want to tell you. Okay. This is our 40th episode. What? Yeah, dude. 40. I feel like we should have done something special. Special effects. Insert here. <laughs> <laughs> we have done – we've done more than 40 episodes. Because okay. We've done, pretty, I was like, I was pretty sure our, we were up um, there. We've done the topical 10 episodes, mm -hmm. which – Randos, randos. They're not part of our episodic saga, Jeff. I see. Uh, so <laughs> okay. they don't have episode numbers, but all this right, is episode right. number 40, people. Wow. Um, wow. We're really happy to have all of you listeners on board. Listeners, we do it for you. And I really appreciate that. Uh, I still do check the traffic, even when we had a gap of about a month and a half without releasing an episode. And we get consistent traffic from you people. Somehow. Thank you. Man. Thank you. You guys and, are actually listening. And please let us know what you think of the show. Yes. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Comment. Just search for The Sky Walk. Oh, yeah. Sky as in sky. Walk as in W-O-K, like the thing you cook in. Let's mix it up. Facebook at facebook.com slash SW over coffee. The, the oil just hit the pan. <laughs> Twitter at SW over coffee. Oh, yeah. And Potomatic, like who uses that? But if you do, starwarsovercoffee.potomatic.com. Dot com. Oh, yeah. This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just two dudes talking about Star Wars on the Skywalk. In the Skywalk.